This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal Transfer Show. Joining you every morning at 8 a.m. UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Thank you so much, of course, as to always make this a part of your morning routines. If you could drop a like on the video, I really would appreciate it. Subscribe to the channel if this is your first time tuning in, or maybe not, and you just don't happen to be subscribed. Um, thank you, everybody, that's listening in to a couple of our shorts that we're doing at the moment as well. Um, keep watching them uh, the little highlight clips of the shows that we're putting up and uh, your feedback is is very much appreciated so uh, if you could keep continuing uh, to uh, to watch those that would be very much appreciated with your feedback as well um, let's say morning to people joining us in the chat box black shine yummy rich red star uh, we've got uh, who else we've got matt we've got nsw we've got carl dave perez martin temi omar kaiser jose uh, granddaddy guna paul uh we've got black shine damien and pj and plenty more of you guys as well thank you so much for joining us um let's uh let's kick on first of all massive welcome to raditya who's joined up as a brand new member of the channel thank you i can already see people in the chat box welcoming you into the tgt family thank you so much for helping support the channel uh let's uh crack on with today's stuff shall we first of all uh i need to tell you that releasing today at midday uh is the next episode of the eat sleep arsenal repeats podcast as always i'll be joined by sophie owen and dr raj to talk about the north london derby victory our title ambitions el nenny's uh, injury and what that means for the perspective of of course the transfer window in the midfield and the criticism that edu has been facing as well and our thoughts on that too so very much looking forward to getting your thoughts and feelings around that however We crack on with our first story by telling you that the under-18s left it quite late in the FA uh, Youth Cup with a 3-2 away victory at St. James's Park over Newcastle United. Uh, A five-goal thriller, as I say. Fantastic performance from the boys. They kept turning it around. Our youth side have some great resilience because the number of games in which they've had to come from losing positions has been frequent this season. Um, But they've managed to do it. The likes of uh, Lino Souza, Miles Lewis-Skelly, uh, all played, and uh, Rule Waters was also involved in the game. Uh, plenty more. I'm sure the highlights will be available soon via Arsenal, but uh, very much looking forward to seeing how many of these young kids are going to come through, play more options in the uh, in the summer, during the pre-season tour, wherever that happens to be, and uh, any cup competitions we can be involved in. But there's a lot to be excited about as our youth sides continue to pick up the wins. Jack Wilshire, though, winning 
at St. James's Park with his under-18s. Uh, work has begun on the Emirates Stadium. You can see the image here. They are beginning to put up the uh, new plaques behind the uh, logos of the Emirates and, of course, the Arsenal badges as well. You can see the, uh, I think this is the Invincibles uh, banner that is going up first. There is a hope that they will be up by Manchester United, at least some of them. Uh, if not, they hopefully will then be up by the game against Brentford in February. So if you're planning on going to either of those two games, you'll be able to see them. Of course, you'll be able to visit the stadium at any time to see the uh, the new plaques, but certainly worth having a look into as well. Uh, Cedric Suarez was given permission to speak with Fulham. There is hope that a deal between Arsenal and Fulham will be agreed by the end of next week. Uh, this is an interesting one because it could impact Arsenal's potential pursuit of their own right back. And uh, Arteta has always been very clear that he never wanted to weaken his squad. And allowing Cedric to leave does leave Arsenal without an offensive-styled fullback on the right-hand side, just with White and Tomiyasu. So it may be Arsenal will choose to pursue one of those. We'll come on to that in a little bit. A bit of a hint for another story coming up. Uh, William Saliba. His contract talks are scheduled to continue. Uh, his agent is expected to fly in with talks with the ownership or, well, the executive level of the club over the next few weeks. Mostly, my understanding is after the transfer window has closed, it is said that a first offer that was made was indeed turned down and that there is uh, greater demands from William Saliba's side of things to extend his contract. But there is a willingness to extend. We heard him speak after the North London derby saying that he's happy here, but I think that they feel they're in a position where they can demand a bit more uh, for his next contract, which you can completely understand. I say, pay him what he wants. We need to keep hold of this guy. Uh, Leandro Trossard has been welcomed back to Brighton's training and team by Roberto De Zerbi. He says that if he is willing to commit, if he is willing to be focused and uh, train with commitment, then he is more than welcome to return and he is very happy indeed to manage him. He continues to be asked about transfers. Uh, according to a number of outlets, Arsenal have been offered the opportunity to sign Leandro Trossard. There's also been reported by some that Arsenal are even pursuing this deal and trying to beat Tottenham to the signing of Trossard. I'd love to hear some of your thoughts in the comments section about whether or not he's a player that you'd like us to see signed. Um, but Leandro Trossard is indeed an option that Arsenal could look to sign during this window for what will be a relatively low fee in the context of the window. Perhaps not, though, in the context of um, the value of the player. That's certainly one that we would need to discuss internally and have our arguments about, I'm sure. Uh, Musa Diaby, the Bayer Leverkusen winger, as we talked about yesterday, price tag of around 80 to 100 million euros. Yes, uh, Chelsea ruining and inflating the market like crazy. However, Reports from Germany suggesting that Arsenal don't have anything concrete involved in the potential DRB move. It's just suggestions and talks going on right now at the club about who they might pursue after missing out on Mudrik. Nothing concrete in Arsenal moving for the France international. He is a good player, good technical ability, fantastic speed and pace, has scored goals, created goals by the by the bucket load, to be honest. He's got plenty last season, more than 30 goal contributions, I think. So uh, he's clearly talented, still young at 23 also, but would be very, very, very expensive for Arsenal to get their hands on. Uh, now, our... 
Uh, second main headline story of the day is that according to Republica in Italy, so salt shakers at the ready, please, guys. Let's get those salt shakers going. That's because we're taking this one with a bit of a pinch of salt. According to Republica in Italy, Arsenal have been tipped to have an interest in signing Nicolo Zaniolo from Roma. The price tag is deemed to be around 30 to 40 million euros to get a hold of the young attacking midfielder who can play, of course, in a wide area. Not really the style of forwards that I think we would expect Arsenal to be linked to. We were looking at typical wingers. Zaniolo is, is very much different to that. He's a tall, imposing, powerful attacking midfielder that can drive forwards. Um, but uh, I'd be surprised if he turns out to be the player that Arsenal moved to. We have been linked with him before uh, and in past windows, which is perhaps where the culmination and the, the the birth of this link probably comes from. I don't necessarily see this being um, the main guy that Arsenal end up moving forward between now and the end of the window, but I might be wrong. We'll have to follow this story and we'll keep you updated if there are indeed any developments in this one. Now, our headline story is that according to an outlet in uh, a number of outlets actually in Spain um, that have followed Real Valladolid pretty closely, Arsenal are said to be preparing a 20 million euro offer. That's 15 million plus 5 million euros in add-ons to beat off competition from Newcastle in particular to try and sign what is, I believe, the next right-back Zinchenko uh, in the name of Ivan Fresneda, of course, the Spain. Uh, I don't know if he's played at youth level, but uh, he is of Spanish descent and has been playing in La Liga for Valladolid, playing in that right-back role. Now, as I always say, at the start of shows, typically, I do tell you about um, the uh, the kind of the articles that I've been putting out. Well, this morning, I have released an article, which you can go and read. Link to that is in the description, talking all about Ivan Fresneda, looking at his heat maps, looking at how he's played, what his position is. Speaking to a friend of mine who watches plenty of La Liga football, he described him as a midfielder masquerading as a right back, um, which obviously draws a lot of parallels to um, uh, to Alexander Zinchenko, who is, of course, a midfielder playing as a left back and plays that inverted role. And if you consider the fact that we've got Takahiro Tomiyasu, who can play on either flank or in the middle, when he plays on that left-hand side, if you've got White on the right, it does kind of restrict you a bit with what you do going forwards because Tomiyasu is playing kind of that defensive uh, disciplined Ben White style role on the left hand side and then if you've got White on the right hand side it's a bit of a tricky one so if we bring in a player like Ivan Fresneda that allows us the opportunity to be a bit more balanced play the way that we want to but with the kind of sides of the defense switched if you know what I mean but Newcastle are very interested as are a number of other teams across Europe as well so it's going to be very difficult to be able to get our hands on him unless you pay a very very maybe inflated price Let's move to part two and your questions then right after this. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, uh, thank you so much, uh, of course, for all of the support on the channel over the last week or so. If you're watching this on YouTube, this is going to be kind of just for you. Sorry, those listening on audio, but you kind of need to see to, to believe, if you like, that if you gaze your eyes to the top of my head, you will indeed notice that uh, this is a uh, prototype first piece of uh, something that a lot of people have been asking for uh, on the channel, which is to get hold of some... Uh, uh, <laughs> TGT merchandise. I've not ever been really that keen on it. 
I've had my reservations about it. I was actually really opposed to the idea of it in the past. But we all know if there's one thing I like to do, it's change my mind and celebrate the fact that people might change their minds. Uh, I don't know when this is going to become um, available yet. As I say, this is just a trial, just just one hat that I have. Um, but I like the fact that I, I like the idea of trying to get it to match the different Arsenal kits. So you can see we've got the black on grey matching the grey stripes down the Arsenal away shirt, which is something I probably will do going forwards if this does turn out to be something that I choose to do. Um, but I know a lot of people have asked for stuff, and so I've taken the time to try and see if we can put something together. Um, what I want to do is that I want this to be completely non-profit if I do it, which would mean um, any profits that are made from this go towards um, both the Arsenal Foundation and Cancer Macmillan support, of course. As most of you all know, we sadly lost our precious Vinny, um, one of our long-term listeners. And anything that we can do to support that cause, I want. So if we do this, uh, any of the profits that are made from this that we do uh, in the end are going to go straight into the Arsenal Foundation and also uh, Cancer Macmillan support. Um, for those that don't know much about the Arsenal Foundation, it's a brilliant cause that helps local communities around the club. And of course, Cancer Macmillan, you should all know about um, trying to help ways in which we can hopefully, fingers crossed, solve what is a terrible, terrible disease for so many millions of people around the world. So that would be the idea. I don't want profit from from this. I love the idea that people want to wear um, the TGT symbol on them. That's great. You know, I love the support we've got for the channel, um, but I'm not interested uh, in making a profit from from merchandise at all. Um, we get, you know, there's plenty of people that support the channel financially. We've got plenty of members on the channel um, that enable us to do what we do and for me to live an amazing dream of mine to talk about and support and cover Arsenal every single day. So I, I don't really need to, uh, to, to do it for, for that. So I thought we would do it for uh, for a, a better cause instead, if indeed we go ahead with it. And I'm I'm telling you now, we're probably quite a bit away still from it becoming a thing because I need to do so much more research in, in how we would even go about it because I can imagine distributing things, especially around the world, is kind of a, a mad thing. If you've got any experience in this sort of thing, Send me a message. Send me a DM. Uh, I'd love to find out how I can do this and it not really be kind of a massive additional bit of work on my life because I want to make this as accessible to people as possible. And if it's a huge strain on already a massive workload that I have, it's going to be difficult to do that. So do let me know if you know any ways of the best ways to distribute things like this. Uh, and uh, yeah, so there we go. Anyway, let's uh, let's go into the chat box and tackle some of your questions. Uh, Olu says, uh, morning, Tom. Uh, what is going on with our postponed match against Everton? We will be behind Man United and the City on fixtures now. It's a good question. Uh, I assume they're kind of waiting to see if Arsenal get knocked out of the FA Cup. But you're right. They haven't rescheduled that game against Everton that was supposed to be played on the 11th of September last year. We play Everton away from home uh, in the first game of February. That's going to be an interesting game. It's a 12.30 kickoff, which means it might be an all-day round trip for me, getting up there on the train and coming back, which could be fun. Um, but I don't know what's going on with that game. Nothing has been talked about. Uh, Robin says, I wonder what the league table is like. <laughs> we're going to have this every morning, aren't we? I can tell you that we're eight points clear at the top. You'll be very, very happy to learn indeed. Um, we also had a couple of members join up during the show, Patrick Lindley uh, and Mikel Vor Kajgard. Uh, apologies if I've mispronounced that. I'm trying to 
Kier, maybe it's Kiersgaard, um, is a better pronunciation, like uh, Simon Kier, the centre-back. I'm assuming it might be similar to that, Mikhail. You better tell me if I've butchered your name. Um, but uh, thank you to both of you for joining up as members and helping support the channel. You see, we don't need to do merchandise for profit. We just need to do it to support some great causes because we've got some fantastic people supporting the channel. Um, Abdi Wahid uh, says, Tom, in my opinion, I don't think Rice can fulfil the number six role for us because he's a different player than Partey. He doesn't have that super passing ability like Partey does and like Rodri. You know, I, I, I'm reluctant to say that he categorically doesn't have the ability to be a progressive player, because for England, when I watch England play, I think he produces some fantastic passes through the middle of the field and into the wide areas. The likelihood is that when Partey moves on, we are never going to be able to find a player that is going to be able to give us exactly what he's done. You are going to have to replace him with someone different. And I think Rice is a very, very, very good midfielder at Premier League level. And I think if Arsenal were to bring him in, it would represent a massive statement to the league and to where we are as a club, another homegrown player in the team as well. I would be more than happy to see Rice come in and be uh, Partey's long-term replacements at Arsenal. Uh, Nabil says, how much do Vera Valladolid want for Fresnader and how confident are you that we'll get that deal done? Uh, the the figures kind of changed. There's been rumours of around 10 million, then rumours around 15. And now there's these rumours we talked about today that Arsenal would prepare to offer 15 plus 5 million euros to get this done. Um, Arsenal are being apparently quite aggressive with this run from the sounds of things. They are very interested. It is very legit that we are in for Ivan Fresneda. Hopefully Arsenal can do it quickly um, because we know Arsenal aren't really quick. They're quite meticulous and strategic when it comes to transfer talks. And it does have its drawbacks, to be fair, but it also enables us to get players for the value that we believe those players are valued at. So let's wait and see if indeed we are successful with that. It'd be great if we were. Um, Bushmami says, why isn't it an option to recall following Balogun and Nicola Pepe? Both seem to be doing well and would strengthen our squad depth. I don't really get it. Um, Nicola Pepe is, is one I'm genuinely confused and conflicted about the idea of recalling him because surely recalling Pepe is better than not having any reinforcement. I, I know the idea of not having a player that that's not particularly happy. I think that does come into it. You have to have talks with Pepe and, and be like, look, we need you back. But if you categorically don't want to return, <laughs> you know, that might be something that plays into things. We'd have to see. I'm sure they wouldn't bring a player back completely against their will because they wouldn't want that unhappiness, you know, in the group. Balogun's an interesting one. Um, if it was a choice between him and no one, I think I would recall Balogun. But uh, again, very, very difficult to, to, to gauge at this stage. Let's see where we are kind of a couple of days before deadline day and what's going on in the window before we start thinking about recalling players. Um, Iguanin says, uh, is shouting at me in the chat. Tom, I'm going to do this justice. Do you genuinely think we're going to sign someone this window? I'm assuming that's the way it's been written because it's, it's capitalised. Um, <laughs> I do genuinely believe that we are. Uh, it's unfortunate the way that window's gone so far. I, I'm not angry with the club about the fact that we've not signed anyone yet. They genuinely thought they were going to be getting Mudrick and they believed that they had done everything in their power to try and get him at what they believed to be was his value in a structure that was enabling us to be able to do that deal. Um, unfortunately... Chelsea are, I'm going to try and think of the most kind of respectful way of putting this without losing monetization. Uh, 
Chelsea are morons. <laughs> that's, that's where I'm willing to go to on that. Chelsea are morons. And uh, they've kind of ruined that for us, unfortunately. Uh, Van of Duty says, Nico Williams seems to have a reasonable release clause and was steady, if not amazing, during the World Cup. Are there any reliable links to him? I tweeted this out yesterday, actually. Um, and I know plenty of people saw that tweet. Um saying that his release clause is £43 million, pounds, 50 million euros, 20 years of age, Spain senior international, three goals, four assists in La Liga this season, two goals in three Copa del Rey matches. He's a good, talented young player, great skill, great technical ability, turns away from players fantastically with acceleration. It's nearly unmatched. Uh, it's brilliant at uh, levels of speed that he shows. He's not light. He's quite uh, strong as well. Uh, whether or not he'd want the move is a question because Athletic Club, of course, have that History, he's playing with his brother at Athletic Club as well. Um, so, yeah, it's, he's a good player. I would do it. And I think that it's a good way around kind of the inflated markets to look for players with their release clauses. And Nico Williams is indeed one of those. So are there any genuine links? I've not seen any, unfortunately, as of yet. Maybe that will change. Maybe it'll be someone that we end up looking at. I'm always worried about naming players just in case Todd Bowley is listening. Hi, Todd. Hope you're doing well, mate. Uh, Carl says, Tom uh, is all very well saying Chelsea have inflated the market. Brackets, they have, as have Man United. But our bid was very similar. How would we feel about that if our offer had been accepted? It's it's a fair question. You know, I guess the difference is, Carl, that our bid is for one player, whereas with Chelsea, they are, they, I think I saw a stat saying that they've spent similar to what Chelsea have in the last... Something like 10 years? It's uh, Sorry, what Liverpool... Yeah, Chelsea has spent similar to what Liverpool have in the last 10 years in the space of about 10 months. Uh, it's quite insane uh, how much they've spent. Um, so that inflation of the market, yes, you could argue, well, we bid something similar um, to Mudrick, but it's, it's everything outside of that. It's the other deals they've done this window as well and in the summer. It's created a massive, massive problem, um, unfortunately. And if you, you know, the thing with Arsenal is they were trying and trying and trying to to get that deal done for a reasonable figure, a reasonable expectation. Chelsea have just blown them out of the water with a bid that Shakhtar wanted and uh, unfortunately have ruined things. But thank you, Carl, for the question and the donation. Um, Gavin says, Edu has excellent hair. Have you noticed? Yes, I have, with rather significant jealousy. Uh, Matt G says, Tom, with Chelsea offering eight-year contracts, do you think this will become the norm going forwards? Probably. You know, if it's a way that clubs are seeing they can work their way around FFP and other restrictions, yeah, probably they would look to do that. Um, I think I may have missed a super chat further up. I'm just scrolling up to see if that indeed was the case. I might have done. Uh, but, 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 but. Yes, uh, Aya says, if we signed Kulisevsky from Juventus on loan uh, in the summer, would that be a bigger surprise and upset than Sol Campbell? No, Sol Campbell. I mean, you had to kind of live it to experience it. And even then, I was very young as well. But that was so out of the blue. And it's almost impossible to, to have that kind of surprise these days with social media. It was so out the blue. Uh, so, no, it won't be a bigger surprise. Kulisevsky is on loan with an option. I think that Spurs will activate that option. But it will be up to Kulisevsky, I guess, without whether or not he wants to join. Uh, he's a player that I would absolutely try and gazump um, <laughs> Spurs for. It would be quite Chelsea. Um, Tom, thank you so much for the donation. Thomas Adedeji uh, says, Tom, Chelsea, will these uh, will these guys again go in for Fresneda because they're coping from Arsenal homework at the moment. Uh, you never know. I wouldn't write it. I would not write it off. I put it in my piece. 
about the teams that are interested in. I mentioned that you can never rule out Chelsea, you know, these days. You never know who they are going to go for. It's, it's near impossible. Uh, Harish says, Tom, did you see the Shakhtar CEO interview with TalkSport? He termed it as a symbolic signing. Reading between the lines, clearly there is more to it than just the transfer fee. Yeah, uh, I don't really like talking about the Mudrick stuff anymore. Not that you're entitled, not entitled to ask the question. I appreciate Harish. It's just, I just feel like there's so much more to that deal than than people understand. And I'd rather not speculate about something you're not 100% sure about. But I don't really like getting into conspiracy theories, <laughs> to be fair. But it just seems a bit weird, that deal. Very weird indeed. Um, Anton says, what if there is a, uh, a manager change at Chelsea and the new guy doesn't get along with the eight-year contract players? The players can flex power of the manager. Well, there is talk, of course, that Chelsea are trying to remove themselves from player power. But if they are going to be adding so many to the team um, and they are going to be changing the manager, it becomes much more difficult to be able to achieve that. Uh, I think that Chelsea are always going to be a power in, in football, but they have proven time and time again that managers are expendable. Arsenal have given time to Mikel Arteta. They've given hope to the fan base that we're not going to be using a shotgun approach to try and, you know, get immediate success. And that success is going to be born through long-term projects. Let's see if they stick with Graham Potter. But for now, it's difficult to see how that strategy is going to work. Uh, let's go down the chat box a little bit more. Uh, let's go to... Doo -doo 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 -doo. Um, Amira says, not an Arsenal-related question, but based on every club's current form, who are your favourites to get relegated at the moment? Uh, to remind myself with the Premier League table, that probably give me the best uh, indication. I think my tips at the start of the season were Bournemouth, Southampton, and uh, I might have said Leeds. I think I said Nottingham Forest, actually, but they've done very well. Um, Everton, Southampton, West Ham, Bournemouth are kind of the clubs that you look at, but Leicester are flirting with it. Very, very much flirting with it. At the moment, my guess would be Everton, Leicester and Bournemouth. That's who I think it'll be. I think it'll be Everton, Everton, Leicester and Bournemouth. They're the teams that are going to go down for me. I think Southampton might pull off another great escape once again and Bournemouth won't. <laughs> so there you go. That's my three. Uh, let's go to do, 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 do. Raul says, Tom, what do you think about the rumour that Chelsea agreed to donate 20 million to the Ukrainian forces, hence... Madrid's past Ukraine first thing. Uh, again, not particularly a fan of speculating. Apparently, the CEO denied that there was a direct link between the, the donation and um, uh, and the bid. But I don't really know how there can't be a correlation between the two. If, if someone gives me £100 and I donate £20 of my own money to charity, it's kind of, you know, do you know what I mean? It's It's strange. It's very, very strange indeed. Uh, Messi Raff uh, says, do you think that the ITK journalists have negatively impacted clubs' abilities to manoeuvre in the market? It seems some, potentially Fabrizio Romano, may, new, may use their influence in negotiations deals. It's very interesting. I can't speak for Fabrizio for obvious reasons. I don't know enough about him and his connections. Um, speaking more generally, do I think that those uh, very well-connected, much better-connected journalists, far more than than people around me and people myself, you know, can they have an influence on the market? Yeah, absolutely. You know, if you think about it, transfer deals used to be done very privately. You know, there wasn't this clamour and desire to know everything that's going on. And journalists can inadvertently and indirectly alert clubs to the availability of, of potential targets. They can reveal details about the deals like wages, like transfer fees, like the amount of bids that have gone in, like how close a player is to moving. 
and it can give teams information that maybe perhaps they wouldn't have initially that a club wants to keep quiet. And for a club like Arsenal that wants to keep all of their dealings as quiet as they can, of course, when deals are reported, it's, you know, it, it makes a problem for them. It's, it's a big problem for them. So, yeah, I absolutely do think that journalists have an influence on the market and have influenced how um, some clubs have been able to be better informed about transfer deals. I can't speak about, you know, uh, whether or not things go on, the deals and stuff, like what you said there. Uh, I, I don't know about that, but I think that certainly... I mean, I since I've been doing this for what? Well, I quit in 2020. So, you know, building up a contact list over the last three, four years, I think I've reported three or four things in that time. You know, whereas Fabrizio reports like four, five, six, seven things a day. He's got a massive amount of contact, you know. I, for me, I I I only report anything from my own info when I when I really trust the info. So like the info I had in the summer about Yuri Tillemans, uh, the info that we had uh, about uh, the reluctance of Arsenal to to pay a record fee at the start of the window for for Mudrik, you know these types of things. I had that on very good authority, but that's like yeah, two of single digit things that I've come out with of information that I've got in the last however many years. Whereas some, there's that consistent desire, need uh, to, to have something every day. I tell you what, it's a thankless task. You know, it really is. And I'm, when you see like ITK accounts on Twitter, for instance, and we know who I'm talking about, there are accounts out there that aren't journalists, that aren't necessarily connected, but thrive on getting attention, retweets, likes, whatever you want to call it. I'm not particularly sure why. To, to kind of put out information and claims through clever guesswork. Um, and I remember for those that are long-term listeners of the show, when I was working at my past job at a site called 101 Great Goals, we actually did an experiment um, about Hector Bellerin. And we did an experiment on ITKs where uh, I did an article, which was lit- literally the article was called Guessing What Arsenal ITKs Are Going To Do. I, can't, I don't think it's up anymore because 101 have like a timer on all of their articles where they disappear after a certain amount of time. But the article was all about how we were going to predict a link to a player coming up. So the link that we were predicting was Hector Bellerin to Inter Milan, because at the time Ashraf Hakimi was there, he was being linked with a move away from the club. And of course, Inter Milan would therefore need a right back. And a similar style of right back at Arsenal was, of course, Hector Bellerin. And so we did the article all about how expect to see a link with Hector Bellerin and Inter Milan in the coming weeks and months. Um, And because of that, in the space, I think it might have even been less than two weeks, there was an article that linked Hector Bellerin to uh, Inter Milan. Now, whether or not that's genuine or not is another thing, because Bellerin could have genuinely had, or Inter Milan could have genuinely had an interest in Bellerin. The problem is, is that there is a lot of guesswork that goes on during transfer windows that is very accurate you can accurately predict things that might happen you could accurately suggest right now that Chelsea were going to come in for Mudrik like you could have reported that Chelsea are tracking or interested in Mudrik about a month ago because we know what Chelsea's behavior in the market was like now you might not have had any information at all about the fact that Chelsea would be interested in Mudrik but because it was such a good kind of opportunity to get on the back of that to suggest it straight away it, it's not that hard. And if you go now, Arsenal have missed out on Mudrik, who are 
potential targets on the market that Arsenal might look to try and sign. Well, you know, Leandro Trossard is available. Wilfred Zaha is there with his contract running down. Moussa Diaby, of course, is a player that's been on the lips of a lot of Premier League potential targets and could be available, could leave. So it's very easy to kind of generate a link, if you will. Now, this is the Answer Transfer News Show, and we obviously report everything that is reported, and we kind of catch up on things that are being reported. But I always try and say to you guys that you need to be careful. And this is why we use the pinch of salt emojis all the time, you know, and I try to give you my view on what I think is as genuine as possible or not. There are people out there with brilliant connections. Fabrizio Romano is someone with lots of connections, you know, and I have no reason to doubt the information. And then you have uh, David Ornstein, of course. You have my colleague, Kaya Karnak, that's got plenty of really good connections as well. And there are so many more. Charles Watts, Simon Collins, Sam Dean, you know, plenty more that have got loads of really good, James Bench, loads of contacts that are going to report things that they genuinely have been given strong information about. But just be careful. Just be careful online um, because you, you can be fooled uh, very easily at the risk of... Um, someone looking for attention unfortunately um but there are people out there as i've mentioned the names of plenty that are very well connected uh, and for good reason but yeah it's a it's not a great world to be in at times because there's no you don't really get too much credit for coming up with a story but i tell you what you do get is you get a lot of demand for more information you click on one fabrizio romano tweet what's underneath it mudrick news rafael leal news chelsea news People don't care about the information. People don't want to give credit to the information that's been reported. They just want more. <laughs> they just want more and more and more. And so it's a very dangerous game to get into. It's a very unforgiving and unrewarding game to get into. Um, so, yeah, I don't really quite know why there's so many ITKs that are desperate to try and do it because you don't get any credit for it. You just get more demands to have more information about stuff. That's all you get. Anyway, that was quite a long tangent, wasn't it? Uh, let's go to, um, let's scroll up a little bit more in the chat box. Uh, Lars says, hi, Tom, could Sterling be an option? I doubt it. I don't think that's an option for us. I think that ship has probably sailed right now. Um, no sleeps. It's not ITK's fault. They have no information. If there was no leaks clubs, a lot of the time, they would use it to their advantage. Uh, Philip says, Tom, if the if Arsenal can win the league, can you name the top five of salty fans? Um, <laughs> I'm not going to start calling people out individually, uh, but there will certainly be a lot of salty fans if Arsenal win the league, and I'm going to enjoy every single second of enjoying that moment. It is going to be glorious. Um, Let's go to Azo, who says, do you think we'll actually sign anyone? Yes. Yes, I do. Uh, Philip says, Tom, if... Uh, oh, we've done that one. Uh, let's go to ASC Till I Die. says, with Chelsea copying our homework, should Arsenal put it out there that we are in for someone that is not so good? It's an interesting tactic. You know, why don't Arsenal go out and try and gazump Chelsea and create some fake links? I'll tell you what, that is certainly something that I believe, I don't have any evidence of, but I believe would go on um that kind of they would try and second guess things try and generate a link that's not there leak a bit of fake information to kind of get people off the scent smoke screens you know we've all heard that terminology before definitely i can see that happening so uh yeah let's go do it let's gazump to bowley <laughs> um let's go to asala says how tom how much would you write off this transfer window for a transfer if it means that we would win the league um how much would you write off this window for a transfer if it means... Oh, I see what you mean. How much would I pay 
to get a transfer in that would guarantee us a league victory, I think is kind of the question you're asking. Wow. I mean, what kind of price can you put on a Premier League win? I mean, I'd be interested to know what the Premier League prize money is. What is the Premier League prize money? Uh, let's have a look. So, Premier League prize money is 2.2 million a place. Uh, I'm going to quit you. This is by The Athletic. This article came out in 22. Um, let's have a look. So, first place, estimated merit payments for the 21-22 Premier League season. If you finish first, you get 44 million. Second, 41 million. Third, 39 million. Four, I'm rounding, by the way. Four, uh, 37 million. Five, 35 million. Six, 33 million. Seven, 30 million. Eight, 28 million. So there's only around 15 million uh, pound difference between where we finished in eighth and first place. Um, so it's not loads, you know, when you think about it. I thought it was a lot more than that. And there might be more outside of just the, the merit payments. I don't know. Uh, Champions League, of course, is a massive benefit of that. And we're going to get a lot more money by if and when we qualify for that for next season. Um, so how much would I commit? You know, I think if you, if it took, if it took 200 million pounds worth of investment, I'd do it. You know, I don't think I'd have a problem. If you told me that we were going to win the league, I wouldn't have a problem with us investing 200 odd million in this window with the players that we need to bring in. It's, it's difficult, isn't it? To say how much, how, what can you put, it's, it's priceless to win a Premier League title. What, what kind of figure can you put on it? It's, it's tricky. <laughs> it's very tricky because you don't know what you're going to be buying with that 200 million, I guess. Yeah, but I'd, I'd yeah, I'd love to win the league, of course. So how how can I put a price tag on that? So it's so difficult. Um, Tokyo says Tom, uh, nice hat, <laughs> thanks, mate. Why hasn't Richarlison been charged for putting hands on our players in an aggressive manner after the match, as we say in our house? If that had been Jacker, I hope that he de- hope that he is. I hope that he is charged. I hope there is some kind of retrospective action. But we've not heard anything. We've not heard anything about it. Nothing at all. Nothing whatsoever. Um, Mass says uh, Arsenal's track um, record is not good uh, when they go head-to-head against any rival. They only get their targets when nobody else goes in for the same player. Okay, so Gabriel Magalhaes was wanted by Manchester United and Napoli. We signed him. Uh, This summer just gone, Gabriel Jesus was wanted by Spurs and Chelsea and we signed him. Um, Going back to last summer, Tomiyasu was interesting. Firstly, wanted by Spurs. We signed him. Uh, Martin Odegaard was wanted by a fair few teams and we signed him. Uh, ben White, I don't think too many other teams were in for him publicly, to be fair. Uh, Aaron Ramsdale, again, I don't think there were many teams in for him either. Um, I'm trying to think there's some other big examples. Uh, William Saliba was wanted by Spurs when we first signed him. Kieran Tini was also wanted by Napoli when we signed him. Um, so I don't think that's true. Uh, Arsenal do sign players that are wanted by others. So, yeah, I don't think that's true. I think I've given you the evidence there to suggest it's it's not. Um, Kamavinga or Raya says Leeds gunner. Um, Kamavinga, uh, I would go... Kamavinga's very good. But still probably Rice for the, the Premier League experience. I think I would go Rice. Zinchenko, Adrian, I don't think anyone else was in for Zinchenko. We moved for Lissandro Martinez and then we pivoted after we missed out on him. So there you go. Uh, Jonathan says, hi, Tom. The Spanish League regularly produces press-resistant centre midfielders. Why are we looking? Why are we not looking there instead of looking at Rice? Maybe they just don't particularly rate the ones that are there over Rice right now. A lot of time has got to pass between now and the summer, guys. So I really wouldn't get hung up on the Rice situation now. A lot can change. A lot can change. We get often linked with players that we're, you know, you remember the Dominic Calvert-Lewin links? We were linked to him in January. 
and that disappeared because guess what? He was terrible, you know. So uh, things change a lot between now and the summer. So don't get hung up on the rice stuff just just now. I'd, I'd calm yourselves a little bit. Uh, Mohammed says, I am very angry. As all fans, time is running out and Edu and the board are slow by acting in this window. This needs to change. We are a top club and they are jeopardizing our season. A few days left. What are they doing now? I'm not angry, Mohammed, yet. Uh, as I said, I'm going to wait until the end of the window and see what we do. Uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, um, uh, we can get some players in. It's going to be important. The Emirates faithful says, Tom, that's not any evidence. You just mentioned Napoli and they were not even in England. Uh, it's true. We hardly get the players when our rivals are on it. Uh, I mean, they're not in England. You're right. Uh, certainly, I'm pretty sure Chelsea and Spurs are. Last time I checked geographically. So, and they certainly have been in for plenty of our targets that we've signed. Gabriel Jesus being the most recent example. Uh, Salah says, Tom, do you think Ferran Torres fits what we need right now since he can play across the front three, although he is not good as players that we're linked with? Uh, I think there are better players than Ferran Torres, but I think what's key about Torres is he fits exactly what Arteta kind of wants, uh, which is really, really important. Um, But you're right, there are players that are better, that hopefully, maybe, we can get our hands on. Plus, Ferran Torres doesn't really want to leave Barca, so that makes things a bit tricky. Anyway, thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. I really appreciate that, as always. Do drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you are new. Uh, I'll be back at, as I say, there'll be a show dropping midday, uh, which is, of course, the latest episode of the Eat Sleep Arsenal repeat podcast so you make sure you tune in for that midday that'll be premiering it's not live it's pre-recorded uh, i know that a lot of people leave comments in the chat box like um why 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 what why is it not live well it's because we pre-record it and then it goes out so there you go thank you so much for tuning in i'll see you again very very soon enjoy the shorts uh and uh, the little youtube shorts we're putting out and uh yeah have a fantastic day and as always up the arsenal It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. Talk sport. Powered by fans.